Hey there, entrepreneur. Does this sound familiar? You are on Zoom calls all the time. You're getting bombarded by Facebook group messages. So many virtual networking things that you just don't know how to capitalize on. Well, if that sounds at all like you, you want to go back and check out the the last episode with Jen Jones, because she's going to tell you how to navigate and really make genuine connections online, which is so important right now, given that the majority of us entrepreneurs that's all, that's our only option right now, right guys? But for today, I am jumping in with the brilliant Stacy Whaley. Let's go. Ever found yourself teetering on the edge of throwing in the towel? You know, asking yourself questions like, is this supposed to be this hard? Or is it even possible to succeed at this entrepreneur thing? <sighs> I completely get it because I built my successful businesses while juggling major health issues for my children and myself, debt piling up to my eyeballs, and so much more. Want to know how the hell I succeeded and how you can too? Tune in to find out. Here we go. They Everyone, I want you to welcome back Stacy Whaley. We had her as a launch guest, and let me tell you, she dropped some incredible knowledge bombs then, so I can't even imagine what she's going to have to say today. You're going to find so much value. So let me give you a little bit more background about Stacy, who is the founder and chief coaching officer of Fire Up and Lead. She partners with business owners and entrepreneurs to define a clear vision, build successful teams, and gain traction toward organizational goals. You know, for Stacy, after working a quote-unquote secure job for many years, she found herself as one of 58 managers released or laid off or released, as she said in the earlier episode, which I really loved, um, from her quote-unquote stable job. After several short-term positions, including time as a financial advisor, she realized that she was putting forth all of her efforts into organizations that weren't reciprocating that effort. She decided to align her passion and purpose, go figure guys, that's what we're all trying to do, right? I love it. By by founding Fire Up and Lead, she enjoys spending time with clients and helping individuals and teams navigate challenging and difficult situations. So Stacey, thank you so much for coming back. I can't wait to dive in with you. So great to be back. It's so great to see you, Michelle. This is, uh, thank you for the opportunity to be here with you. Yeah, no problem. I, of course, of course. I mean, <laughs> look at that last line of your bio where you like jumping in and navigating difficult situations. How could I not have you on The Resilient Entrepreneur? Right? <laughs> it's kind of like a given. Um, but anyways, let's jump right in. You know, Tell us a little bit more about how you got to where you are today, any challenges you may have overcome along the way, stuff like that. Yes. So like my bio says, right, I spent most of my career in corporate America. um, And after um, actually what's interesting on being released with, you know, as part of 58 other managers, there's 58 of us. I was actually on the committee that did the 10% workforce reduction that started six months earlier. So we were, we were kind of let go at the end of it. Um, And that wasn't, you know, 
a unique experience for employees in the workplace. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> a nice way to put it. Yes. 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 So, you know, I knew um, my, my initial response was I need to go apply for the same kind of jobs. I need right. a job. I need the security. How do you go from, uh, you know, a six figure income to you know, insurance and just all of the stressors. Um, but I really took a moment and took some time and I, and I, <laughs> And I say, you know what? I didn't want to work for the man anymore, right? Like it could, it could have been this huge corporation, which it was, right? This huge corporation that really, that's just the way they ran business of tons of hiring, layoff, right. push, push, push. Or it could have been a mom and pop shop on the corner of, of the street having to make a business decision. Yeah. Um, but I didn't quite know what I wanted to do or what yeah. it was. So that's where I kind of ping-ponged along. And uh started with financial uh, planning and it was naive, but I thought, well, I, I manage people. I help them set goals and then take <laughs> small actions along the way. Um, what's interesting is when you call an employee, they pick up the phone, right? Sales was a whole new, like, people don't want when to you're trying to sell, sometimes yeah. they don't or they hang it up on you. <laughs> want to talk about their life insurance needs hmm. or how much they're putting yeah. in they're not putting into their 401k yeah. so huge learning curve but also really that's where I found uh, you know a couple more pivots and I realized I'm broken I'm not able to work for somebody I right. the control and direction um, and then you know along that way not seeing the integrity and, and rather than shooting Right. On them, all over yourself. Yeah. Just judge it. And, and, and then, you know, trying to fit myself, it's like, no, I, I need to do this. And this is needed. We need more leaders. So, yeah, I was, I mean, it sounds so simple now. It was just a choice, but really it was, it was a choice to take the leap, burn the boat right. and just say, I'm doing this. And I know I can be successful because I was successful in all these other areas, yeah. even when they were trying to do everything possible to not help me, right? Like, exactly. You're uh, like, if I can succeed there and here, I'm actually being helped or doing it my damn self. Why not? Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I think it's interesting. So can you elaborate on, you know, you said you were broken because I hear that a lot from entrepreneurs, they think that there's something myself included and in, along the journey, like, is there something wrong with me that I can't just assimilate in and get the paycheck yeah. job or, you know, so can you speak a little bit to that? Well, you know, and I think it's about, you know, what we talked about last time. I, I have been salaried and, and ran teams and big projects and I'm pretty self-aware of how I work, how, when I work, yeah, me too. what my flows are. Um, and and then also on the side that understanding how do you how do you help a team be as effective as possible? How can we be, and even more so now, how can we be accommodating yeah. to the demands that we have um, and still see that we can be successful? Um, and so, yes, I had a, a moment where I was, I had, I had done really well. I was selling websites. Mm -hmm. um, I had hit the goal a, a month before I was on track to, to double the goal. And then I had to leave and let the plumber in on a Friday mm -hmm. afternoon. 
and uh, I just laughed and, and went and let the plumber in and came back to my desk and opened up my laptop, finished off my day. Didn't ask for permission. I didn't, you right. know. So then the next Monday was, well, maybe you should only work from home for a half an hour a day. Uh, I like, mean, did that seriously reduce your productivity at all? Yeah, right. You know? I was like, just letting the plumber moment. in. Exactly. Yes, exactly. I didn't just double sales before you even gave me a sales goal. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Doesn't I matter. understand. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those types of things, unfortunately, are what push brilliant people out of companies, you know, like, and I mean, I have a very similar story to you too. Um, but, you know, I mean, if you're going to split hairs over like a little bit of time missed, but not recognize what matters, which is obviously the bottom line to this company, right? <laughs> like, which is right. the sales you made, it seems so kind of backwards, you know, but at the same time, you're very self-aware, like you said, like you, when you've done as much as you've done, you know what fits and what doesn't. Yes. And you know, and it's, I had, no, go ahead. Yeah. And I had already had, you know, the ping pong of the corporate job and then the financial planning. And then, and the, like, just trying to figure out like, what, what am I doing? What is, where am I going to get some traction? Yeah. Um, and I had had this fire up and lead on my heart. It had been talking to me for quite a long time. Mm-hmm. I had had some experience being an entrepreneur. I, it just like everything really came together. And instead of feeling frustrated, um, if that's the team that he wanted, that's wonderful. Then I'm just it. not going to have it. That's yeah. just not me. And that's okay. Um, and so, yeah. And then, you know, the, what are people going to think? Oh, now what is she doing? Oh, really? Is she gonna, you know, so there was challenges of my own self-talk of worrying what other people think, or, you know, who am I to, to say that I'm going to start a leadership development company? Is that, you know, so yeah, challenging, but at the same time, yeah, don't get mad. Don't get frustrated. Like just go do what you need to do. Yeah. to to see it through. Exactly. I mean, I think a lot of people spend time in that anger mm-hmm. area of things. And, you know, instead of just, you know, I say bless and release, right? Like if you're not meant to be there, like I'm not going to spend my time like you did. I'm, you, it's not worth spending your time being angry about it. Like it, will it make you mad? Probably, but living there is not good. Yes. Um, especially when you have such amazing things to do. Like I love how you said that it was on your heart because you hear that a lot. It's a calling almost <laughs> to be in this crazy world sometimes of entrepreneurship. Um, and you have to really love it. You have to really, you know, have it on your heart. Like you said, I love that phrase so much. Um, well, being able to identify that it is kind of a unique skill set to be able to navigate tough conversations and to be able to teach others and teams how to do that, that yes, that is, and even more so, like, I think that this, um, if we look at the gifts that the last few months, um, with COVID and mm-hmm. uh, race relations and, and, and everything, um, you know, it is that ability to, you know, ref, you know, reflect and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, have the conversations and, and navigate those and there's yeah. skills we can learn. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't think, I don't think there's ever, I mean, at least I've never experienced one. maybe there's a unicorn somewhere out there of an experience, but I've never experienced a difficult situation that did not come with a learning or, you know, as, as we say around here, building those resilient muscles. Right. Um, so bravo for you for kind of flipping it into this beautiful, this beautiful business that you have. 
Um, and I know that one of the topics that you are passionate about, and that I swear I get asked about all the time too, we are going to cover on today's show. So does this sound familiar to any of our listeners? There are never enough hours in the day. If everything's a priority, what do I do? How do I manage my time? All of those phrases, guys, I can guarantee you've said it before. So Stacy's going to fix all of our issues here. No, I'm just kidding. She's going to help us. <laughs> she's, she's good. I don't know if she's a miracle worker, but she is going to help us. So tell us, Stacey, what do you believe are kind of like the keys when it comes to time management? You know, when it first things first with time management is really being clear with your values, yes. right? This, Thank you. This, I love the exercise of thinking through what do you truly value and where I learned it, Stephen Covey, seven habits of highly effective people. Yes. You're at your 90th birthday party, all the people in your life with all the roles that you play, you know, mother, um, wife, entrepreneur, church, daughter, sister, like all of those roles. What do you want those people to say? Right. right. And and for me, when I first did that exercise, I thought of my children and um, I was a workaholic. I mean, yeah. you, you don't you, 12 hours a day easily um, of of the work and commute and all of that. And I didn't want my my sons. I wanted them to be proud and I wanted them to teach them work ethic, but not at the sacrifice of the time with them. Yeah. So yeah. being really clear with what do I value? And those are the big rocks that we can use when we start. And I think one of the second things that I, I do is time blocking. Yes. Yep. Um, being able to then put those time blocks into the calendar for your success routine in the morning. Mm -hmm or your self-care of, for me, I have to schedule eating. Otherwise I just work and work and work. And at three o'clock, I wonder why I have a headache me too. and I'm tired. <laughs> You're like, hmm, something's missing here. What, what <laughs> like, I'm feeling dizzy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuel, right. Or, or the, the exercise, whatever, mm -hmm. you know, these, um, so time putting, putting those in because then everything else flows around it. Right. And, uh, you know, even taking that to another level of, you know, if it's color coding, I like to, you know, if I, I need to see blue is personal and self-care yeah. and family. I need to see it in the morning. I need to see it in the afternoon. I need to see it in the evening. And I get to do that because I right. run my own business. Yeah, exactly. Um, right? You get to um, do it. Just a reminder, folks, you get to do that. You're in charge. <laughs> you're in charge. Yes. And if not now, when, like when, yeah. when, when will it be? So being able to time block it and then reverse that right now, I know my personal hours that I have. Now let's take a look at what's left uh, with the work hours and doing the same thing of what are my highest priorities mm -hmm. that are going to help me achieve my goals. Um, so being very goal oriented and knowing, okay, what I'm doing today in this time block is aligned with my goal at the end of the month, at the end of the quarter, at the end of the year, in my long-term vision. Um, so that, that goal setting along with that value will help figure out what those time blocks are. And then I do like data and I do like <laughs> tracking and I do <laughs> like, <st> <laughs> you know, so sometimes you can time block it out and it just looks perfect, but then you got to actually do it. Like yeah. you actually have to like go do the thing that you said, you got to write the blog or whatever it might be. Um, so that's where I really like introducing the, the Potomero technique. 
-hmm. where, you know, as humans, we can only concentrate on something for so long. And so um, being very purposeful with, okay, I'm going to use this block of time and setting, um, for me, it's like 45 minutes. And it's, I'll set the timer, I'll go do the work. And when I find myself looking up, it's almost always between 42 and 47 minutes. But that's my attention span. And sometimes Mm -hmm. that might be 20 minutes. So I put myself on do not disturb. I put my phone on the airplane mode. I all of the whisper windows and buzzes and, and I just turn it all off. And I say, I, you know, this is what I'm going to work on. These are the next three things. And I just work totally focused. Right. Um, so if you schedule that Potomero time, either Mondays and Fridays or every morning or wherever that flow is, and that's where it comes to time tracking. So right. time yeah. track it, take a look. Where are you actually spending your time? And not in a judgment. No, in a, just, I an observation. just in a passive observation mode. Yeah. Exactly. Not, oh, look what I didn't get done, but to really look at it and be like, oh, okay, trying to hold, you know, do some type of learning training thing on Thursday afternoons, you know, when I'm already, my brain is already fried. That's why that didn't get done. I need to do right. that work, you know, at a different Earlier. time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, but- and so what do you say to the people who are kind of, you know, um, let's say being unrealistic with their priorities in what they're packing into their week. Um, I am guilty of it sometimes. I'm sure most people are, you know, like I'm going to basically build a website, launch an entire, do all these things in three time blocks, you know? So what do you say to people who do, who have that kind of a list? (laughs) Oh, slow. It's a marathon. It's a marathon, (laughs) right? So I, and I laugh with you because I do the same thing. I'll make my, yeah, yeah, yeah my week, you know, my Monday to-do list, right? And it's all planned out. I take 20 minutes every morning and I'm really thinking through daily and and go through what am I going to do and block it all out. Well, that didn't become my Monday list. That became my week. Like, let's be real. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. If I get all of that done at the end of the week, plus the meetings that I have, plus you know, my kids got pink eye. He just woke up. We got to like find (laughs) whatever that might be. Whatever, you know, chaos life throws at you. Yes. 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 So, uh, you know, definitely the grace and space of, you know, and then, you know, if you only, if you could only pick one thing that had to get done today, that is going to have that quadrant two activity that is not reactive, right? It is not putting out fires. It's not responding to everybody else. It is aligned with the big goal, the website, or it's aligned with the, you know, something, um, and then celebrate it. Yes, absolutely. Because <laughs> I think that's that's one point that goes by the wayside a lot, right? Like because, like you said, when you look at it, when you review everything, people tend to go right to the stuff that they didn't get done. Yeah. Right. Instead of saying, "Oh wow, I may not have gotten these fifty things done, but I got these other three things done that were incredibly impactful to my overall goal." Yes. While also caring for children and parents and while also, right, right, really, truly, um, I also love the phrase or the quote from Mel Robbins, we take as much time as we give ourselves, right? So (laughs) yeah, making sure that we we have that that space, um, but not also stretching it too long, right? Because there's can be that other like, this is so big, there's no way I could get it done. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've heard from a lot of entrepreneurs 
that, um, at least here in Massachusetts, we are, you know, we were put in lockdown pretty early on, right? And I've heard from a lot of entrepreneurs that even as, as stressful and as crazy as it has been having children home and this and that and all the worries, they've been more productive than they ever could have imagined because they had to be, right? Like you only had a finite amount of time to plan into, right? Yes. You get really clear about what truly needs to get done. And do I need to touch all 87 emails or is there a better way to handle that? Do I need to spend that much time, whatever it might be, right? Yeah. So yeah, and it, I find it fascinating. I'm, I mean, it's going to be really interesting with the data on, on work from home. And it's not just work from home, it's work from home without a space, without the equipment and taking care of children and yeah. your spouse is sitting across the table. And in the first month so far, the data showing that there was um, no more than like 1% loss of productivity wow. with all of that going on. So imagine if we have the tools, if we have the space, Mm -hmm. um, and we've got the support systems, how much more productive that we could be in maybe five hours instead yeah. of the 10 hours that we're just trying to show our busy badge and show how hard we're working. Exactly. exactly. Yep. I mean, I'll never forget when we were, um, you know, cause I did a lot of project management in, in corporate land and, you know, scrum, right. The scrum method and how they talk about like, everything's built on the average of six hours, you know, versus, you know, all these people who think, you know, eight, 10, 12 hour work days when the studies show that really people are only productive for six. So stop, stop lying to yourself. <laughs> like right. Between the coffee breaks and the lunch and the chatting and the bathroom breaks and all that stuff in corporate America, it's like, you know, you can't, you can't keep somebody's, somebody's view, you know, and attention for that long. So think about the entrepreneur that thinks they're going to, they're, you know, from morning till night and they're, they're working 12 hours. I mean, you just, you get to overwhelm and burn out, even though you love what you're doing, even though it's your passion and your purpose. Is it realistic that you're trying to squeeze out eight hours of mm -hmm. productivity when in reality, you're not like, like you said, past that six, yeah, you're at risk of making mistakes, of skipping yeah. steps, of, of you know, not responding in a way that, that you would want to because you're stressed and overwhelmed. And I think what you said earlier about, you know, when you review kind of what your prior week was or something like that, and you realize things like, oh, maybe Thursday at four o'clock is not when I want to infuse my brain with all new thoughts, like, cause I'm tired at that point, you know, or, you know, being able that knowledge in itself and that data is invaluable because then you know where your kind of zone of genius lights up per se during the day. Like I know I do, if I didn't have small children, bless their hearts, I would be working, my peak hours would be like 10 to two at night yeah. um, because I'm alive then and my brain goes. Um, but you know, there's something to be said about really examining that, right? And looking at when you're most productive. Yes, yeah, finding your flow, like yes. the flow of, um, I like, I used to call it, so I, I loved my unemployment mornings. So my position was released. I was like, I didn't know what to do with my time. Um, but I would get up in the morning and I'd get my children off to school. I'd have my cup of coffee and I'd watch the today show for about an hour. And then I'd go upstairs and start the job search, like in the very beginning before I, and I just, the calmness that I had in being able to ease into my day yeah. versus running around, um, sweating my makeup off that I just put yeah. on, yeah. Um, like 
calling my husband and saying, where are my keys? And he's like, I don't, I don't know where your keys are. Like every day I get, like, I would just be like an, epi- you know, just a thing to get out the yeah. door. Um, so I built that in, you know, that I need to ease into my day. I'm not committing to anything that I'm going to show up at seven 30 because then it's I have realistic. flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, you're like, that's got a little PTSD attached to it and stuff like that. I mean, I personally don't, my Calendly, if you're scheduling something with me, is typically not available before 10 a.m. Yep. Because of, especially if you're a parent doing drop-offs and all of that stuff, like that's a hot mess in itself sometimes, guys. So then adding like your own stress on top of it, if you can control it, because there are going to be days when, you know, I'm not saying tell a big sales lead, no, you can't meet necessarily if you need to, like, but, you know, being able to kind of set that boundary is so important, right? Yeah. And I think that's the flex that happens, the flow that happens. If you are, you're aware of the boundary and I have the same one, 10 AM is, is usually I, because I, I am more creative in doing the work that I'm you know, working on my business versus in my, or which, which way does that go? I always want uh, that too. Yeah. Well, I know, I know. <laughs> but doing, doing the planning work, doing the marketing, right. doing the emails, doing the, um, but yes, if I then choose on a, on a Wednesday to, to, to schedule an eight o'clock. It's a one-off. That's my boundary. I made a choice on it. Right. Yeah. And it's the, it's the 80, 20 rule. It's, mm-hmm. I feel like I could, we could just apply that to every aspect of life, but 80% of the time you're not meeting at 7am, you know? Um, so it doesn't, it avoids the burnout. It avoids the resentment that comes with your own doing sometimes. Right. Um, I just, I, I can't stress that more for entrepreneurs listening is that you can't fight it because it'll bite you later on, right? Um, in that chaos. So I get the question a lot when I recommend time blocking. Um, you know, time blocking doesn't mean it's a complete, at least in my world, it's not, doesn't mean it's a complete non-negotiable that that block moves, right? So can you speak to the folks at home that are like, but if I block that out and something happens and that block, where does that block go? And you know, that kind of really concrete thinking around time blocking, can you speak to that a little bit? Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, whenever I can do a reoccurring time block, so I've got my rise time and I know what I do during my rise and and ease into the day. Um, I've got my morning routine. um, And then I'll put Podomero. I'll put, if I could get two Podomero time block project working, you know, so I'll do 90 minutes. So that's every five days a week it shows, right? It goes straight across, right? All right. at the same time. It's lined up so pretty. So nice, yeah. So, yeah, it must stay that way. Yeah. But then you, you know, you say yes to an appointment or it, you need to flex it. So I look at like, if as long as at the end of the week, I'm not deleting four out of five, you know, mm-hmm. then, I, then I need to look at, well, is that the right time? You know, what's, what's stopping me from actually doing this work? Right. Um, but if I look back and I ended up getting even just two 90 minute Podomeros where I was zero in focused. Um, and if you get more than that, great. And then, yeah, it moves. Look at like that hour and a half, I can take it and drag it right over to Thursday in the morning. So also being aware of like, where do you need to also continue to leave some white space? Right, right. So that you can have that flex. It shouldn't necessarily be perfectly, and some people do. They can perfectly time block it, but I think uh, Jeff Bezos is in like 15 minute increments. And yeah. I'm like, Ooh, yeah, that's intense. That's intense. Brain. No, 
Yeah. Um, I choose maybe not quite that intense, yeah. but yeah, it, it slides. It's that flex. And then it's about the assessment at the end of the week. What right. was successful? Where were there opportunities? Where did maybe I not live up to what I'm trying to achieve and, and I'm striving? It's not about perfection and beating right. myself up, but what real what really happened? Um, and where can I try to be a little bit more aware of that moving forward? It's a massage of the calendar. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I think what you said earlier about the white space on your calendar, you know, I think that that there's absolutely something to be said about that. Just because you're, you know, there's a difference between, as you and I both know, between being productive versus being busy. Those are two very different things sometimes. And I think some of the folks, especially, you know, I know I'm guilty of it early on in entrepreneurship, you know, they fill their entire calendar with coffee connects and this and that, and they're busy. So, but then they're like, well, where's the money? I don't understand why I'm not successful because it's very different than productivity. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. So I just, I always crack up though, when I, when I suggest time blocking and like the look of panic that comes across somebody's face, like you want me to block out all things. And like, I'm not asking you for like an eight hour block. I'm asking you for like an hour. Can we just start yeah. with one hour a week of, you know, productivity? Yes. Um, yeah. Thank you so much. You know, give us kind of any last tidbits or any last points that you really think would be valuable that maybe you didn't say here for our audience. You know, I think from everything, right, the, the resilient entrepreneur of launching, um, of the time management and all of the things that we're trying to achieve, we, we make this list right. on Monday thinking that's what we'll get done that day and maybe right. it takes a week. Um, one of my mantras when it comes to both doing culture work or leadership training um, is really, first and foremost, it matters how we treat other people. Yes, absolutely. It matters how we speak to other people. And then I think for this conversation, the third one, it matters how we speak to ourselves. Yeah. Um, and so just being, you know, really aware as you go through this, this journey of entrepreneurship and we, we can see the memes where it's like, we think success is the straight line, but it's just this not, big squiggly. Yeah. Through sometimes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Where am I going? Mm -hmm. You know, just, the, the grace and space to be able to, you know, enjoy that journey, enjoy the roller coaster. I'm not nervous. I'm excited. It really matters how you speak to yourself yes. um, yeah. and, and keep that at top of mind. Um, when you, when, when maybe you want to, you know, why isn't this going faster when we're comparing ourselves to somebody yeah. else? Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I think we're all, we're all, we're all guilty of doing on some level, but I, I'm a big fan of that phrase, grace and space as well. Um, it's, it's one of my mantras where I literally will, you know, when I'm so stressed out that I can't get to something or why isn't this, you know, when we do the anxiety spiral down, you know, for me, it's usually at like 11 o'clock at night, um, which I joke that my husband loves it because that's when I decide to talk to him. <laughs> you know, but I'm like, but what about this? And what about this? And oh my goodness, this. And he's like, it's 11 o'clock, Michelle. Like, <laughs> Chill out. That's not the good tonight. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's all about the grace and space, guys. And if you are, if you find yourself at the end of the week, you know, like Stacey said, and you haven't gotten all of the 15 million things done, don't beat yourself up. Just ask the why, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Stacey. This has been, you know, 
completely valuable for our listeners. I hope that they were taking notes or at least like voice memoing notes or something, or go back and do that if you haven't folks. Um, tell them where they can find you, you know, and if you have anything going on, any promotions you'd like to share. Yes, absolutely. So you can find me at fireupandlead.com and then same thing, Fire Up and Lead on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram. Um, so on all the socials. And uh, one thing that I'm offering and, and promoting, you know, it's, it's about time management and, and, pro and, and figuring out your values and priorities. Um, I have a fired up and focused weekly and daily planner. So just really one sheeters that you can print off. Even the commitment of a full binder, sometimes like, you know, with a date on it, or yeah. maybe, yeah. So you can print off the one sheeter, think through your day, think through your week. Um, just a really good tool as you, as you plan for those priorities and success. I love it. And if you are a member of the Surviving Entrepreneurship community on Facebook, which if you're not, you definitely should be because we are providing those valuable fired up and focused weekly and daily planning sheets right to you within that group. Um, Stacy, again, thank you so much. Time management is always a topic that I know I could talk about forever because it's so valuable for entrepreneurs. And I'm really glad that we had you on today. So appreciative. It's, what a great conversation. And uh, thank you so much, Michelle. This has been wonderful. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay, everyone. If you didn't take notes during that episode, go back and listen again, because there's so many amazing points that are talked about when it comes to time management, which again, like I have to say is one of the number one things that people come to me for, or that, you know, people struggle with, especially when, you know, kids are at home or you're a caretaker to your parents or all of the things that are coming at you. You know, you want to make sure that you have the self-awareness to be the most productive person that you can be as an entrepreneur. And Stacy just, she just brought, she just brought it, right? There was so much great information there. So go back, you know, take some notes, make sure that you understand, Google some terms if you don't know what they are that we're talking about and really kind of understand those genuinely amazing time management tips that she talks about. But on the next show, guys, I am talking to the fabulous Matt Travis, and we're talking all things mindset, nutrition, all of the things, guys, that can help you be successful as an entrepreneur. So be sure to tune in next Monday. And as always, if you love this podcast, please be sure to download, you know, subscribe, rate, and review, and you know, tell a friend, because who couldn't use a little more resilience in their life? Right, guys? See you later. 